Yo, if we being real, right? If we being real. Be real, baby. I hate pregnancy. When last you been pregnant? Right now. (laughs) We in this together. If I'm going to be real, I really wonder if women knew as much as they know Mm -hmm. while they're pregnant, if they regret it. I think that's a fair question. Deadass? Deadass. I'm wondering. I want to know. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. (laughs) We about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. This is going to be a candid story because as a lot of people see on social media, I'm super excited about you being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my kids with all my heart. I have to say that. I love my kids with all my heart. But this story in particular happened last week. All right? It happened last week. <laughs> Kadeen and I have been on a two-week like love session. Like we just been loving each other, been loving my wife, whispering sweet nothings, doing inversions, stretching her out, complimenting her every day, telling her how beautiful she is. And then um, I just felt a little bit that she had kind of neglected me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, you know, it's two weeks. I've been, you know, complimenting her. Let me just let her know that, hey, just giving you a little heads up that you kind of sleep in a little bit. And when I sat down to talk to Kadeen, I was quiet for about smooth three minutes. It was about three minutes, right? And you was like, what's wrong? <laughs> and I was just like, nothing. Because I was contemplating if I was going to say something or not I say something. I already knew there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to say something. So I said, babe. Because DeVal's not ever not going to say nothing. Yeah, I'm never not going to say nothing. It's just a matter of time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said, babe, I just want you to know that you're a little sleepwalking a little bit. I understand, you know, everything. But I just want to let you know, you know, your husband's still here. She didn't say nothing to me. She just looked at me. Then she got up. <laughs> and I said, you all right? And she goes, yeah, I'm all right. I'm just seven months pregnant. <laughs> and then stormed out the room. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. 
In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. So the topic of the show today is I love my kids, but I hate pregnancy. <laughs> and the reason why we wanted to talk about this is because a lot of people see us and we enjoy the moments that you know you, you guys see the moments the two minute moments we put on social media and we yes. enjoy the moments. And there's a lot more than those two minute moments with yes. our children. A whole lot of a whole lot more Gr- two minute. Granted, moments. really quick, babe, we would not have. I don't think continue to have more children if our boys were not so bomb. As oh, they absolutely, are already, absolutely. The kids, the kids like, are the only reason why. Yeah, we put up with pregnancy. <laughs> I was like. You look I at love them. all three of them. They're all yes. so different. And it's literally like a show up in here every day yes. dealing with the different personalities. It's great because even when our team comes in to visit mm-hmm. to do the podcast and stuff, they just laugh at like all the antics. You they know do. what I mean? Because yeah. they see. They see <laughs> they what we see, live like, every single day. This is literally like these are the personalities. So with that being said, let me ask you this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it came time to think about having another child, 
you of course was just like I don't want to have to go through another pregnancy. I I understood that. Mm-hmm. You know, as as much as I was pushing and pushing on one other child, I understood that ultimately it was going to come down to you because you're the one right. that has to come through pregnancy. I want you to tell the audience some things that you can't say you feel like you can't say because if you said them people would look at you like oh she's ungrateful she has kids Mm -hmm. what are some of the things women go through through the pregnant process or they feel like the emotions they feel that they feel like they can't say then now is your time to say it well yeah i mean there's so so many different um emotions and things so we've already discussed all of the changes that happen Mm -hmm. you know physical emotional um however you kind of have to tread lightly sometimes because I feel like we're in such a hypersensitive mm-hmm. state right now with everything. People mm-hmm. are so easily offended. People are so ready to be upset about something. Mm-hmm. So I personally feel the need to have to tread lightly sometimes mm-hmm. when I speak to someone candidly about pregnancy. One thing, advice is not always welcome. And sometimes unsolicited advice uh-huh. is some of the worst advice because Absolutely. it's like, who the hell asked you anyway? Do you know? <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm very careful personally when I am giving advice or mm-hmm. speaking of my mm-hmm. um, experiences to be mindful that it may not be something a woman wants to hear in that moment or speaking about my journey to even conceive or having a miscarriage. Things like that are very sensitive topics because sometimes you just don't even know what women are dealing with. Some right, of it is very right. personal. Some of Absolutely. it is very private. Absolutely. So it's kind of like you want to make sure that you're saying the right thing. And sometimes even when you do take the care to say the right thing, it's still not the right so thing. So pretty much it's, it's unfair to paint a broad stroke over someone's experience exactly like you can't say pregnancy is no to any woman no. because every individual pregnancy is no, okay. exactly and i think the beauty in what we do is that we just give our experience mm-hmm. you know which people have known us to do for the past mm-hmm. six now six seasons um i hope in giving my experience that people will say okay this happened for them mm-hmm. my walk may not be the same mm-hmm. however i know that i'm not alone if i'm experiencing something right. the same right. way right. so i feel like the candid um experiences and telling those stories is necessary and that's mm-hmm. why I I continue to do so but i can understand how for some women they're just like i just don't want to hear it in that moment or it may be a trigger you mm-hmm. know for some people so now people are putting up trigger warnings in the beginning of right, a post but, but, but here's my question know. though what were some of your thoughts like some of your deepest thoughts when you thought about being pregnant again that most women won't verbalize because mm-hmm. they're afraid of judgment like what was one of the first things you felt like okay i'm gonna be pregnant again is it fear is it you're like, what was one of your thoughts that you feel like, damn, if I say this, women are going to kill me, but this is how I truly feel? Um, I don't think there was anything like that, only because this is something that I genuinely wanted. Mm-hmm. However, I did feel like people were going to be like, oh, well, damn, like, they're having another kid. Like, how many kids are too many kids? So when you say you're pregnant with your fourth, it's like, when are they going to stop? Like, mm-hmm. is there a cap for them? Right. Some people feel like, they can put a cap on how many children somebody has, mm. you know? So that was one thing that crossed my mind. Like, they're just like, oh, is she going to do it again? Um, another thing I was kind of concerned about a little bit was like, even just from some family thinking like, oh, well, I thought you were done because you wanted to do this, that, and the third with your career. Now you're going to have to put all that on hold again because you're having another baby. So were you concerned baby. about putting it on hold? Um, no. That's really what I want to know because- like, I really wasn't, but that's you asked like what I was thinking. Like, oh my God, people may think. No, no, no. I think, I think I'm framing wrong. I'm talking about, for example- as a as a father, right? When people say, "Oh, your wife's having another baby," right? Mm-hmm. Your first thought process is, "Let me say the right thing mm-hmm. so that people feel like I'm a good dad." So you're like, "Yeah, I'm excited. I I love pregnancy." When truthfully, a lot of dudes just be like, "I hate." 
pregnancy. I hate. See, I didn't think it would be process. like that for guys, but I thought guys don't like pregnancy. So I think you like thought you, guys would be like what? You, I mean, I figured guys don't like pregnancy. I'm, but do you so think they would that never we could be like say excited? That? No. Do you think that we could obviously like if someone say, "Oh, your wife is pregnant," you could be like, "Yeah, I know." Shit, you can't say that. <laughs> you know what you got to do? You got to you got to be like you got to be like, "Yeah, I know, man. I'm excited. I'm excited." But I think but, amongst guys, the way y'all y'all not, not I won't say y'all, but the way sometimes men even just have like a negative like, "Oh, you're getting married." Damn. I feel like y'all can probably do the same thing with pregnancy if you feel like you're in a safe space with other men who understand what it is. I am talking about our safe space, but I'm talking about when you're not in a safe space. For example, you and I are public figures now. Mm -hmm. You, we can't public just figures. say we. I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but we can't just say how we feel yeah. because every space isn't a safe space. But our right. podcast is a safe space. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, I would like to hear some of the thoughts or concerns you had. For example, one of my first concerns is, was, and this is what most men say, but this is I said. I'm going to have to eat crow and deal with this attitude for 10 months. Mm -hmm. And I can't say nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, as a man, you have to gear up for that. Right. Absolutely. Because, because you know why... You know why your wife is pregnant. You wanted her to be pregnant. You know what she goes through, so you understand all of that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, when you're getting snapped at constantly while trying to do the best, it can be like, yo, how many more of these am I going to take before I lose my mind? And knowing that, I have to like I have to deal with that. Well, something that you know? that comes to mind now that you've expressed it that way that didn't even have to deal with the general public actually had to deal with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mm -hmm. was like, now for the next ten months, I'm going to have to hear this man, mm -hmm. or not hear him because he'll non-verbally bitch and moan about how much he's not going to get sex. See, that's but that's an honest thing. And, yeah, that's an honest right. thing. That's honest. I was just like you concerned about that, and I was concerned about mm -hmm. that. And I said to you prior to us even deciding if we were going to have another baby again, mm -hmm. Deval, do you understand what we're about to embark on? Do you understand mm -hmm. what it looks like for me in the first, second, third, and fourth Absolutely. trimesters? I get that. Do you understand that I'm going to be pretty much out of commission for the next year? Are you able Absolutely. to handle that? Are you willing to deal Absolutely. with that without making me feel bad, without huffing and puffing mm -hmm. around here, mm -hmm. without having your meltdown every couple of weeks? Mm -hmm. Like, is that something that you're going to be able to deal with because if you don't mm -hmm. feel like that's something you can deal with we might as well scratch that because i don't feel like investing a year of my life into that that's a fair that's a fair feeling and i think that a yes. lot of people don't express that that is a concern mm -hmm. but that is a concern and mm -hmm. as a woman that was a concern for you yes and, absolutely. Fair, and you've expressed that to me and that was an ex yeah for you you've, exactly. you've expressed that mm -hmm. to me and i've tried my hardest mm -hmm. to be cognizant of right. that and you have, but, um, but that's initially what we had to talk about. But that's but those are the feelings that I, I want to hear. Mm -hmm. I want to hear, I'm about to get pregnant. What is my concern? Gotcha. Okay. Well, in the and beginning, you'd ask too about what, what other people would have thought if I was spoke was to speak. No, these what things. I said was, well, what and were you? What are you afraid to say that you fear you're going to get judgment oh, okay. from other people? from other people about? So okay. yeah. So what were you afraid? Right. Well, so that, that was, the was one. one. That was that one. Was of the one. So you're afraid. You were afraid to say that mm -hmm. publicly. Mm-hmm. Because most women don't want to get judgment or be judged right. by other people. And right? if I do say that aloud, you know, and I, I say I was to create a post about it and say, hey, you know, mm -hmm. my husband wants to get pregnant again, but that means I'm out of commission for a year, blah, 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 mm -hmm. like I just expressed. Then I know, of course, the mm -hmm. backlash will be, well, that's what he wanted. He wants another right. child. Da, 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 da. Men are so immature, this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. Or you get the, the adverse side of it where it's just like, well, sis, that comes with the territory. This is what you wanted. This is what you asked for. Mm -hmm. So all of that comes along with me expressing something like that. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So yes, in a safe space like this, I would be like, yeah, that's something that was a genuine concern for me because if I didn't care about you and how you might have felt or, or your our sex life or anything like that, mm -hmm. then I could have been like, all right, well, I'm going to just have this baby and Devaz going to have to deal with it because he mm -hmm. knows what it is. But I felt it was worth a discussion for us to have ahead of time so we can both be prepared for what mm -hmm. was about to happen. So that's one thing that I think was... Um, was definitely paramount and had to be had. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually speaking with uh, a friend recently mm -hmm. and she was talking about, you know, she just had her second child recently and she's just kind of like, I had no idea that this was going to be motherhood. And of course, sometimes you have to preface it with a, I love my children. Of course, you so have to say that first because we know. If yes. you don't and say that, understood. then people will say. And I think as a parent, it's kids. understood. But Absolutely. we're talking about like general public people. Um, I love my children. However, if I knew everything that went into motherhood, mm. I really would have second guessed if I even wanted to be a mother to begin with. And I think that's a fair assessment. That's a fair. And feeling. she's early, and she got two under two. Two under two, and early so on, it's a lot, it's still, a lot of stress. Yeah, early. a lot of stress. Um, a lot of change. You mm -hmm, know, for herself, mm -hmm. she's like, you know, I I love me, and I love who I was pre children, and I just feel like there's no foreseeable me in sight mm. and that conversation then mm. kind of spiraled into me telling her like sis mm. a it's gonna get better it's gonna get easier um knowing now that she's done having children and her two mm. can grow together and she's completely done mm. what is it that you need you need to keep yourself sane in this moment so we talked about her having time with her husband so if it meant mm. that they had mm. little weekend getaways or her doing the things that she used to do pre-babies but i think it's one of those things that as a mom you still feel that level of guilt because mm -hmm. you feel like if you leave your children for an extended period of time that mm -hmm. you know no one's going to take care of your child as well as you can even mm -hmm. if you have family members or if you have mm -hmm. hired help so i thought it was fair and she said that that's something she feels like she can't say to just anyone she can't right. say that publicly because she feels that people will judge her for that i know um and she kind of confided in me in that moment and she was just like man i can't understand right. or like i couldn't fathom having four children right you know much less the two that i have and she's like i do have moments where i'm just like man had i known that this is what motherhood was going to look like and i had to sacrifice so much of myself i would have really like thought about when i was going to have children if i was going to have children mm. how many years in between these children mm. would my one child my oldest be the only child mm. and i thought those were all fair questions so i was happy that she was able to speak with me about it but you know, you can't necessarily just like have a whole discussion about that without people saying, well, this is what she wanted. Right. These are one of the things you can't prepare for. You literally right. cannot prepare for it, no matter how much advice you get, mm. unsolicited or solicited. Um, you're always going to have your own experience. And um, I think that's something that I think is fair for mothers and fathers to to deal with. You know? Yeah, I feel like um, from a father's side, your our concern is being taken for granted Mm -hmm. and it being acceptable to be taken for granted for 10 months to a year because your wife is pregnant. Because now it's like a lot of men feel like, and I felt this at times too, that once a woman or once you get pregnant, now it's okay to say, well, I'm not doing that because I'm pregnant, knowing that I'm going to say okay to the point where now it's just like, you know, I can just disregard Deval's feelings, his emotions, his wants, mm. his needs. Mm, I don't know. Because for me, I'm thinking in the grand scheme of things, 10 months to a year, how long is that in a relationship or mm. in a, you know, the span of time? So how much is of that is it, it, how much of that, my question to you is, is, is it just kind of like 
I don't want to say like what? bitching and moaning, but is it just you guys like not being able to sacrifice a year of life and say this is where I may have to bend? Um, no, or I think I think I think what what it comes from is everything in marriage is predicated around a woman. We have to propose and get you the ring you want. We have to get married and do things the way you want. So everything is based around what a woman wants and a woman needs. Mm-hmm. And anytime a man says what he wants or needs. It's considered bitching and moaning. Mm-hmm. So women get to say what they want and need all the time, and we have to adhere to it as husbands. But if I say what I want and need, then I'm being sensitive, emotional, and like you just said, bitching and moaning. Mm-hmm. So now that you're pregnant, I, I, I it's to another level because my wife is pregnant. So it's, it's already in marriage that if I say what I want or need, it's bitching and moaning. But now if I say it while you're pregnant, mm-hmm. during that 10 months to a year, it's heightened. Mm-hmm. So for a, a month in a year, I it's even worse than what it was when I was married. And, and that's it, the concern. And is it a fear that it won't return to normal? Or is it that you just um, don't want to sacrifice that 10 months to a year of life? No, it's a, it's a fear that... Just, it, it, part of it is a fear that it won't return to normal because nothing goes back to normal once you have a baby. So it's like, at first it's like, oh, I can't do that because I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I can't do that because I just had a baby. Oh, I can't do that because I'm nursing. Oh, I can't do that because the baby's crying. So the fear is, is like... Wherever I was on the totem pole of importance for you, mm-hmm. I don't exist there anymore. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And especially during pregnancy, it's you, you, your concern is you really don't want to upset your wife. So you get so accustomed to saying okay that she becomes accustomed to hearing okay. That the one time I don't say okay, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's been, that's been the way it's, it's been for, for us over the years. And I mean, it's still that way today. Mm-hmm. I still chalk it up to you know, emotions at times, but also us having different wants and different needs and also us not being able to be who we want to be for each other in those moments, of course, because physiologically you can't. Mm -hmm. So maturity comes with understanding that. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's not a fear. Mm -hmm. You you understand it. And that's how people ask me all the time, how are you able to just still be so happy and excited and do this stuff for your wife? Because you understand it. Not that you don't, not that you, you don't, you know, it doesn't happen mm-hmm. or you don't have those feelings, but you understand where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. If you really understand what a woman goes through through pregnancy, you do understand that those changes can can create these, you know, these different gaps and fractures in the relationship during that time. Mm-hmm. But I know that if I put the work in, I can mend those. Mm-hmm. So what I stopped doing was I stopped just being upset and fearful and wishing that it got better and just tried to start putting the work in to make it better. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change the fact that as a man, you feel like that. And men don't say that to other men because they feel like bitching is bitching and moaning. Mm-hmm. Or they feel like they, if they say it, it makes them sound weak or sensitive. Mm-hmm. But a lot of men have expressed to me in, you know, in silence or my friends have said to me, and I know I felt that way, that, that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And you tell, I got to tell them sometimes, like, it's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, because a lot of times husbands do feel taken for granted. Like, you you guys don't realize it because you're the pregnant one. You're the one being catered to for a year. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine if for a whole year nobody was concerned about you at all and everything you asked for or mentioned was considered bitching and moaning while you're catering to someone else for a whole year? Could you imagine doing that? It would, yeah, it, would mean, feel, yeah. it would feel lonely if at I times. You know what I'm saying? The other sh- yeah, it could definitely feel lonely. Um, but I feel like also the that you... Like having those spaces where you, for example, can speak to some of your guy friends who I know have confided in you recently. Mm-hmm. I think there's also a safe space within people who have experienced the same things. Right. You know, so right. when you're talking to your guy group of friends who are either 
becoming first time fathers or who have had mm-hmm. multiple children, there's like a camaraderie there. The same way I feel more comfortable, if anything, speaking with another woman who is pregnant. Absolutely. You know, because at that point in time now, we have stories that we can compare. People's experiences are different. And I feel like when it comes to guys um, feeling like they have to always just kind of take the back seat and take the back seat, um, I think it's easier to say as a woman, like, it's just, you know, 10 months to a year, mm. but that nothing really does, you're right, go back to normal after that. So mm-hmm. I'm, it had me thinking about... But also, hold on, could you imagine if I said that to you in response? If you said to me, stop bitching and moaning, it's only 10 months or a year, and I mm-hmm. said, well, stop bitching and moaning about pregnancy, it's only 10 months to a year. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't say that to someone. Right. You don't, no one wants to receive that. Mm-hmm. So saying that to someone, mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Because no one wants to have to receive that. Right. But, and and the, tr- the term happy wife, happy life exists for a reason. Because it's been, it's been written or it's an unwritten rule that as men, you have to suffer in silence so that your wife can be, you know, in, in peace. Mm-hmm. That's daunting for a man. And how would those couples know if we don't express these things openly? How would they know that it's they're I'm having similar I'm surprised that process? hasn't been, been canceled. What? <laughs> the happy wife, happy life That's phrase. never going to be canceled. I'm surprised that because people be ready to cancel everything. So. They won't cancel that. I know that. <laughs> you know why they won't cancel that? Because well, men don't be canceling, canceling stuff. That's why. Say, it depends on who's doing the canceling for sure. Men don't be canceling stuff. Men just be like, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? So with each pregnancy, do you think it's changed? Absolutely. Because, I mean... I think things have gotten better, at least for us, when it comes to having to deal with pregnancy and then coexisting as parents, as spouses. Well, I think it. I think it. Or was, is it just maturity? No, I think it's. I know what, you're 25 you said. for life, but no, it, no, I am 25 <laughs> for life. But it's what you said. You said when you get into a circle where people have similar experiences, you feel mm-hmm. comfortable expressing to realize you're not alone, right? Right. So for me, saying these things on the podcast are important because. People can then hear someone else say it and then realize that they're not alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? No, absolutely. So, so you don't know that you're not alone until someone says it. Mm-hmm. Then someone says it and be like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I feel that way, too. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a large, the large part of why I like having these testimonies because when men express to me like, man, my wife ain't doing this or my wife ain't doing that or I feel like this. And I go, bro, I've been there before. Mm-hmm. Then they go, what you mean? Y'all just look so happy all the time. I said, yeah, you see us in our happy moments, but that doesn't mean we don't go through things and feel things, which mm-hmm. means if you feel this way, that don't mean that you can't be happy in your marriage. Right. That just means you have to take these feelings and express it to your spouse so that she can learn how to process it. And say. And I think the biggest change is that we've had these conversations before we've, and this is important for people to know, before we had E4, um, Kadeen and I had a conversation. She said, well, Deval, we actually just started getting our sex life back. You mm-hmm. do know. That once I get pregnant, stuff is going to change at least for a year. And I said, yo, I got you. I get it. I understand. So once we had that conversation, Mm -hmm. it was like, fine. Kadeen knew I understood. I understand that she understood. And that's why we told the story in an episode one about us constantly trying to serve each other because neither one of us want to exist in that stigma. Right. I'm not going to ever fall back and just be like. Oh, my wife's being a bitch. I ain't doing nothing about it. I don't care. And mm-hmm. you never going to fit back and be like, oh, my husband's bitching about something. I don't care. Mm-hmm. We constantly work on it. Right. And I think people need to understand your frustrations you have with pregnancy 
our normal. Yeah. As I much mean, as we love our kids. So honestly, I feel like even though we've had those discussions ahead of time where it's like, Deval, mm-hmm. this is, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen. It's easier to agree to that prior to than when right. you're actually in the moment. Right. Because you've had moments, even in my first trimester, where you were like, well, I just need this or I just need that. Right. And I'm just like, bro, you know what you I signed you. up for. So why are we even having these discussions? And See, but there's that's, just no way around but it, that's, I feel But that's like. why we have the discussions because... When I say, if we have a discussion that we say we understand, mm-hmm. that doesn't absolve you of all of your responsibilities the same way it never, like, I never get a chance to be absolved of all my responsibilities. Well, I, yeah, I don't think it's looking for a way to be absolved of it, but it's like, we know it's not going to happen in the frequency that you want it, for example. So right. why are we having this discussion? Because I'm, I have to tell you when I feel like it's, I understand where you're coming from, but it's still been like really, really long. It's right. like, if we have this conversation and we say, let me know when it's gone gone too long or it's mm-hmm. been too far. You can't tell me to let you know because we're supposed to communicate, but then when I communicate, you get pissed. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that, as a husband, I feel like gets lost in translation. Women say all the time, I just wish my husband would communicate. But then when I try to communicate to you the things I may want or need, you get pissed and say it's bitching and moaning. So then you don't want me to communicate. You don't want to hear what I need. Because mm-hmm. if I tell you what I need or I want, I'm bitching and moaning. Mm-hmm. So then if I if I cut back mm-hmm. and I stay quiet, then it's, oh, my husband doesn't communicate. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not asking. I'm kind of paying devil's advocate. I'm not asking no, but I'm just, not I'm just to saying, communicate that. Right. But it's just sometimes something that crossed my mind sometimes. And I'm just like... But we had a discussion about what this was going to look like. And if I'm having Absolutely. a bad day or I'm having a bad week or whatever, I don't necessarily want to hear about it. But at the same breath, I do feel like you need a space to speak to me as your wife. Exactly. So I get it. And I think that's what people don't understand. And, I, and sometimes I think that's what pregnant women don't understand. Mm-hmm. Right. You. You say you want communication. I hold off a lot of times when I want to communicate. I literally wait until I'm like, okay, it's, it's going on long enough. For example, we're working out. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to walk 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I didn't say nothing the first two days you missed mm-hmm. or the third or the fourth, but now it's a week. Mm-hmm. And then finally I say something because it's been a whole week and now you got an attitude. And I've said, well, how long was I supposed to wait before you do something that you said you were going to do? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's, rather than you being accountable to say, damn, I did say I was going to walk every day, but it's been a week. Your thing is, I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And as a husband, it's like, I don't want to have to accept I don't want to hear it when right. we've agreed to communicate. Right. If we agree to communicate, don't tell me you don't want to hear it. And a lot of that, too, you know what is I'm saying? just emotions, too. Because I'm that, like, accountability, if accountability was a person, it'd be Deval. Holding everybody accountable for everything they say they want. That's the only way I right? know how to live. Which that's, is, to be honest, that's the only way I know how to live. Which is great because of that, that is a testimony to why you are as successful as you are. And we are as successful as we are. Right. So I, I completely get that. But Deval, <laughs> sometimes when you're pregnant, you just don't want to hear it. And, and I think... You know? And... I think that's important. There's just no other way around it. But I, but I think that's important for both women and men to hear Mm -hmm. as much as people communicate when you're pregnant sometimes you're just not going to want to hear it Mm -hmm. and that's okay Mm -hmm. and as a man because think about it we've had discussions right but how many arguments or screaming matches have we had no those have those have drastically decreased for us you want to know why over the years i will you want to know why Especially when you're pregnant, I'm not gonna argue with you or scream and yell. I'm gonna let you know how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you receive and process it how you want. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna let it go from there. Right. And that's one thing. If I had to give a tool to to young men or men who don't know what it's like to to be married to a, a pregnant woman or mm-hmm. deal with pregnancy, 
you have every right to continue to communicate. Mm-hmm. But you have to let her process and receive it the way she wants. If she's going to scream and yell and storm off and get an attitude, in the past, I would have followed you, screamed and yelled. But now I'm like, she's pregnant. I'm not going to do that. I'm right. going to let her scream and yell and get it out. Mm-hmm. Because most of that is emotional response because you haven't typically responded like that when you weren't pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I know what it is. Mm-hmm. But that also doesn't change the fact that as, as a man, sometimes you're just like, how many times am I going to let her scream and yell and walk off right. and I have to hold it in? You know I what I'm saying? And, I'm, you know and, what I'm I saying? Don't, and I don't by any means want to use pregnancy as a crutch either to then mm-hmm. just be a tyrant or to be, you know what I mean, disrespectful But sometimes either. though, so, but sometimes, but sometimes you be a tyrant. it ain't me. It ain't, it ain't, <laughs> it ain't you? It ain't me. It ain't you with E4? I'm not going to blame nobody, but it ain't, <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> no, but, but I, I do think like having this conversation and hearing people hear us say how we feel about stuff, mm-hmm. because people will watch me on social media and be like, man, he just loves Kadeem when she's pregnant, and they're just always happy together. And some dudes may feel like, damn, I don't always feel that way about my pregnant wife. Right. So there's something wrong with my wife or right. something wrong with me. Right. And I'm here to tell you no. 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 No, it's not nothing wrong with you or nothing wrong with her. Mm-mm. Me and Kadena, so many days in here, we look at each other and we be like, Yeah. But we make and, choices you know, not to comba- be combative. We you know? do make those choices. And like I said, sometimes I just want to be alone in that moment because I feel like I can feel when my energy is off and mm-hmm. or I just want to be left alone. So I'll go and be by myself and then Deval, because he misses me, will come looking for me. Yes. And I'm like, Deval. If you miss me, just say you miss me and then let it just be. Let's just have those. Just tell me you want me close. I do. I do. And then we can alleviate some of the issues that way, too. I do. But but also, I'm trying to allow you to have space. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of hoop jumping. We talked about this in an earlier episode. We as men have to do a lot of hoop jumping. And y'all always set these rules that just let me do this. Just let me do that. And every time we try to do it, y'all move the goalposts. Mm -hmm. It is frustrating. Yes. It is frustrating. And I know it has to be you. frustrating for y'all because... And it's frustrating on this side. Right. Because we have a whole, a whole other set of frustrations but that's, that but we're that's what with, I want to yeah. hear some of those frustrations. Because I know you also had frustrations about... You said uh, the sex thing. Mm-hmm. Frustrations about not feeling like you can mom the way you wanted to mom. Mm-hmm. You feel like you, you'd be so out of it that you feel like you're lacking as a mom. So, so far you said you feel like... You lack as a wife mm-hmm. in the sex department. You lack as a mom. Mm-hmm. What other way? Do you feel like you have a lack in your career because you'd be too ex- exhausted or Well, quiet? yeah, like I said in the beginning, um, you know, people thinking like, okay, Kadeen is of a certain age now, so we figured she's done with the baby thing. Like, is she going to want to do this for her career? I think what the pandemic, for example, mm-hmm. has shown me is that the, a couple things. One being the value in mm-hmm. my family life mm-hmm. and loving the fact that I actually had my children home with me all the time. Mm-hmm. I was actually a fan of virtual learning because I'm like, I love to know that my children are in the house with me mm-hmm. and that we are spending time together. So I loved that portion of it. Also, too, it taught me that I can work from home and there are certain flexibilities that I didn't think I could have been afforded before that I have now mm-hmm. working from home. And I realized, too, that there's still a lot of life left to be lived when it comes to my career yeah. that there's not necessarily this timeline that I've had that mm-hmm. we all have subscribed to that we spoke about in the right, past. Right, right. We talked the timeline about of being married and having kids and what age we're doing what by. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's now further extended. So that being said, I felt that in the beginning, mainly because of backlash. I thought mm-hmm. I was probably going to get from like family thinking so to myself like, oh, Kadeen, I thought you were going to like get yourself back in shape so you can be on camera again and you can host and you can this, right, that, right, and the right. third. And I'm just like, yeah, but I could host pregnant. I could host after I'm right, pregnant. Right, like, right, what's right, right, 10 months right. to a year realistically in the span of life that we're thinking, you know, so I you can think still get back to so, it. So you think that 
that your perspective on that has changed. Whereas before you felt like, oh, 10 months to a year is an eternity. Now you Absolutely. feel like it's or not you, really that a big deal. Right, because you feel ah. like you start to catch some traction with whatever, you know, career move that I'm making. And then it's like, oh, you got to stop and take 10 months off. It's, oh, you know, you may be forgotten in that 10 months because, mm-hmm. you know. But no, now doing the things that we do on social media, people can be along on this journey with me. So there's mm-hmm. not that fear of being forgotten or being out of the spotlight for whatever, mm-hmm. you know, job it may be. That mm-hmm. if anything, people follow following this journey with us brings a humanness to me. Right, 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 and right. And then they right, say, right, oh, right. shoot, now she's had the baby. I wonder if she's back to work again, you know? Yeah. So for me, I don't see it as necessarily a crutch. And it may not be that way for everyone's career, but for me and the things that I want to do, I think that what's of paramount importance to me, first off, is family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like work can find its way around it. So okay. that's how I've ab- I was able to kind of reconcile. reconcile with that. Yeah, for myself. One thing, I, one, the biggest thing I have to say that I hate about pregnancy is I miss our companionship. Yes. Like, like you, be, you become used to someone existing a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then once your wife becomes pregnant, they have to become a whole different person. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that we used to do together to have fun, we can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and as you change, I do miss that. Yeah. And what happens is you don't feel comfortable saying that, I miss the way you were mm-hmm. because you don't want your wife to feel like, oh, man, I'm not who he was anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be love laws or mm-hmm. you don't want your wife to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. But as as a husband, I, I do miss that. And mm-hmm. I'm OK now because I know we're so much stronger than we were when we were younger. Yeah, I do f- feel comfortable saying like Kadeen, when she's not pregnant, is a completely different person mm-hmm. than when she is pregnant. And I can appreciate pregnant Kadeen because, of course, she's the vessel of life for our kids. But I miss not pregnant Kadeen. Mm-hmm. The, the, the non-pregnant Kadeen is no knock on pregnant Kadeen. It's so much more fun I'm turned than up, the pregnant Kadeen because we, you know, we, you're not we, the only one looking homie. forward to me. I know that. Returning. My brother and my sister, they're like, do you know Kadeen post? I know. That's that, and that's the, that's like the, like the, the best up. part is like, yeah, <laughs> you, we, we drink together. We smoke together. We watch movies together. We stay up late. We play cards. Like all of those things that we can't do. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because you physically can't. Like, <laughs> physically it'll, it'll can't. be 8 o'clock and I'll be like, yo, you ready to watch this thing? And I'll then, be like, yeah. And then no. I'll gone. be asleep. Or when you think about it, we just bought this home and we're here and I literally got pregnant within like a week or two of moving yeah. in. So we haven't had to get a chance to enjoy this house or... Mm-hmm. You know, family vacation in Aruba with the kids like that. You know, I couldn't jump off the boat like you and Jackson and do all the things that I wanted to do. <laughs> so and and the funny thing is, you want me to hold Josh? Oh, the the funny thing is, is that I think women always think that the thing we'll miss the most is just oh, I don't get sex when I want. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, when you marry, you don't get sex when you want anyway. <laughs> the the, the well, thing, damn. the thing <laughs> I really miss the most is like my friend. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The home. Like, like even simple things like jokes that we have mm-hmm. now because of the way you feel. If I say certain jokes, mm-hmm. they don't be funny to you. Nah, they fall flat, if, bro. Yeah, if I say <laughs> if I say they some fall things, flat. if I say some things, you'll be like hyper emotional. You'll cry. So I'm like, damn, I mean, I gotta walk on eggshells yeah. to make sure that you're good. And I miss being able to be loose, devout that can just mm-hmm. be with my best friend. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And as a husband, you don't want to say that, right? And you don't want to say that to other people right. because then you sound selfish. Right. But the truth is, if you still feel that way, yeah. 
you not saying it doesn't change the fact that you that still you feel, feel that, that way. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. I get it. And babe. I want this be to be a safe space for you mm-hmm. and for me to be able to express that. So people who may be feeling the same thing, mm-hmm. because one of our close friends, the first thing he said to me was, yo, bro, I ain't going to lie to you. I miss my wife. Like, I can't wait till this pregnancy shit over so we can get back to being us. And I said, bro, you do realize she got a breastfeed. She going to, you know, she have to nurse that baby for six months. And he was like, damn, I didn't even think about that. Good looking, yo. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yo, because if you if you don't hear it, yeah, you feel like you feel mm-hmm. like you're not prepared for it, and then you feel like, oh shit, when this happened, I'm caught off guard. Right. But I was like, bro, you missing your wife? That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be a problem mm-hmm. if you didn't miss your wife. That's a fact. Because if your wife is pregnant, that's always she, my consolation. I always say that. I was like, I know you miss me. I miss you too. I and do. And we've said that too off podcast and on camera. Like, I I know that you miss me and I miss you too. And it's mm-hmm. <laughs> change gonna come. Okay. And I'm it's not I'm better. not concerned with that. Mm-hmm. Like younger Deval who didn't know that yeah. it was gonna get back was concerned. Yeah. But Deval now, that's why I'm able to smile and, and be in a good place. One, mm-hmm. because I choose to be in a good place. Plus, mm-hmm. I wanted to have another child. Right. So when you know that this is a decision you made, it's mm-hmm. difficult to want that and then put the load on your wife to mm-hmm. be like, I wanted this make it work right. so a lot of it comes with being in a position to say hey this is what i wanted mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. let's do it you know what i'm let's saying let's do it but this is the last time we're not doing it, doing it again. So, <laughs> no so more say, nah no nah, nah. it's a roller coaster i want to actually get on a roller coaster like a physical actual roller coaster i don't want to be uh, on a roller well, coaster of emotions it's so. been it's been a year that so, we yeah. haven't you know since um the miscarriage mm-hmm. and then us going to get pregnant again and then making sure everything was good it's been a year mm-hmm. since you've been normal Kadeem. Yes. So, you know, and we still got a little ways to go. So, you thugging it out though. I'm thugging it out. He's thugging it out, y'all. You thugging it out too. You be proud of your boy. You thugging it out too though. You thugging it out too. All right, y'all. Let's go take a little break and we will be back with my favorite listener letters. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. 
Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you, you know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe. Did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, we're back with listener letters. Um, before we start, I got to say, the episodes that we do about accountability mm-hmm. for ourselves and each other mm-hmm. seem to be the, the the episodes that resonate the most with people. And a lot of times I hear people say that was hard for me to listen because I heard myself. Yeah. But then it makes you feel like, dang, that's, I guess that's what it is. Mm-hmm. you know. And it's like therapy. Like We get to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We get to talk it out loud. Mm-hmm. So we get to hear each other first. So mm-hmm. before we get into listening letters, I want to thank y'all for being a sounding board for us. Yeah. Because Absolutely. we get to talk, and and y'all, you guys listen. A sounding board, motivation. For motivation, us. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of these topics too spiral out of things that we've heard from y'all as feedback. Right. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. You know, comments and conversations and stuff yeah. like that that happen. So we love y'all, like for real, for real. You want to go first? Yeah. This one all says, right. first of all, love y'all. See, oh, we were just having a whole love session. Love right. y'all back. Um, okay, let's get into it. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost two years. In October last year, we got pregnant. We already have a child. We weren't trying and found only found out that I was pregnant because I had several health challenges or severe health challenges actually, and had to be taken to the hospital. Immediately, I made the choice not to keep it. Number Mm -hmm. one, because I never wanted kids, but caved with my daughter. Mm. And two, because I was bedridden, severe nausea, temporary memory loss, and excruciating migraines. I didn't think I could make it to term with all the pain I was in. We've dealt with that, but I've expressed to him that I do not want any more, and he said that he would be okay with that, but always makes jokes about twin boys that we're going to have. Saying he's keeping hope alive, but there's no hope left. Mm. I don't want any more because pregnancy, what pregnancy does to me, I was also super nauseous with my daughter. I'm convinced that my body will react the same way with another pregnancy and immediately gives me PTSD feelings just thinking about conceiving mm. again. Also, I raised my daughter alone because her dad 
because her dad and I, and I okay, yeah. missing lived the in I, lived countries. in different countries. So my frame for reference for raising a child is that of a single parent, even though I did have help from my family. I almost can't imagine having a partner, even though I'm confident that he will do everything he can to take care of us. It's hurting me because I want very much to be sorry, able to have a child. I want, yeah, to be able to have a child. I just don't want to carry it. Do you think we'll make it? Any tips on how to keep the conversation going until I make a final decision? Or do we just leave it alone? And I just hope that he's really okay with having my daughter and treating her like his own. Oh, so, um, hmm. first of all, I, I applaud her honesty about saying that she's the fear she has is of dealing with all the things from pregnancy mm-hmm. because a lot of women are afraid to speak on it because they, like we talked about, don't want to be judged by mm-hmm. other women for what they fear or what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's expressed that to him, I, I applaud her honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, after watching Kadeen go through pregnancy with Jackson and having ha- having to have emergency uh, surgery right after, almost needing a blood transfusion, I honestly believe that it is a woman's choice to decide whether she wants to carry a baby or not. Mm-hmm. We don't go through any of the physical challenges. And you made a joke earlier. It was like, you know, every time we have pregnancy, it's like a near-death experience. Mm-hmm. And you were joking, but seriously, it's not. It, it, yeah. It you know is. what I'm saying? Yeah. So if she's adamant about not having another child and he loves her, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he would be okay with it. But he has to decide... Does he have a love, a greater love for her or a greater love for having children? Mm. And if he decides that he wants to have more children, he's well within his right to make a decision and move forward accordingly. Right. So that's that's my thoughts on it. Right. And then, too, I don't know if she specified in here. Did she that? Does he have any children already? No, he doesn't have any children. See, they yeah, have one daughter. Ha- she, she has, has one, one daughter, daughter and that's that not his. Is, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's a thing where I wouldn't I would would not want to hold someone back if that's what right. they want. If they have the dreams of having the twin boys or right. just having children in general, I think that's one of the first conversations you should have with somebody. When, yeah, absolutely. You know, even just dating or deciding to be in a long-term relationship that, you know, what are the intentions when it comes to having children yes. or not? Um, because you don't want to rob him of that, you know, and if this is something that you're adamant about and you just don't want to um, put yourself through that mm-hmm. again, because it seems like she had a really rough pregnancy with her daughter. Um, you may have to decide about like is this something you want to do or you want to go separate ways so he can ultimately fulfill that dream for himself because it, it's right. But worth I th- it. but I think he as the man in the relationship has to do his due diligence and his research about what women go through in pregnancy to understand mm-hmm. what asking a woman to go through a pregnancy means. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So because because a lot of men say I want kids. Mm-hmm. And then once pregnancy starts, you know, I can't deal with this shit, man. She acting crazy. It's like, bro, you ask for kids these 10 months to a year. This is what comes with that. Right. And the truth of the matter is that some people are ignorant. Some mm-hmm. people are willfully ignorant mm-hmm. and they choose to ignore that so they can get what they want. Right. But if you love this person, you have a responsibility to do due diligence, to understand what women go through during pregnancy, what can happen with labor, what mm-hmm. can happen after labor, mm-hmm. and then make a decision where, you know what? What's more important to me, having the children that I want or being with the woman that I want if she doesn't want to have children? Mm-hmm. Once he does the due diligence, he can make a better educated decision. Yeah. And I mean, the experience she had raising her child on her own, different countries, yeah. and all, like all of that, too, I think is compounded. Giving her PTSD. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think if like one thing that's easy for me in our circumstance, for example, mm-hmm. is like loving you to death, knowing that you are a provider, you take care of home. Mm-hmm. Those are all of the reasons that make it easy for me to subscribe to another child, another child right. or another pregnancy because it's like, I know I'm not doing this alone. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine how that fear of feeling like you're by yourself can make you a little bit apprehensive. Absolutely. Um, I think more conversations need to be had here mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and really seeing where, um, 
where his heart lies when it comes to having children. And then with her, maybe seeing if there's ways that she can get things to help treat things like severe nausea. I know there's like certain medications that are approved for pregnant women to take. So almost kind of being proactive, knowing like, okay, these are the things that may come with the territory. So let me discuss it with my doctor ahead of time to see if we can get Being proactive as opposed to reactive. That's true. So good luck to you, sis. I hope y'all figure that out. All right, number two. First off, congrats on everything. I'm writing this email on the day you all announced that you are pregnant with baby number four. So Yay. excited for you too. I've been a fan of yours all, a fan of you all for years. To the point that I feel like you guys are the big brother and sister I never had and that I've always wanted. So bro and sis, I need your advice. I've been with my husband for eight years, married for six years. He is 28 and I'm 27. We both have good jobs. We have a nice living for ourselves. Our friends often come to us for advice as if we have it all together. <laughs> we don't. Neither do we, sis. Um, <laughs> we have a solid relationship, but the one thing we that we constantly go back and forth about is when is the right time to have a baby. At one point early in our relationship, my husband told me he wanted a toddler, to which I responded, you know that don't come out as toddlers, <laughs> right, bro? The fact that she said, you know they don't come out as toddlers, right, bro, is hilarious, but also shows me how close they are. Whenever you can call your, your girlfriend or boyfriend, bro, that means y'all friends. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do with the baby until they are a toddler? Uh, LOL. We kind of laughed off that convo and never really talked about it again. Now I feel like I may be getting baby fever as much as I'm nervous to admit that. But so many things hold me back from fully feeling ready. We live pretty close to my in-laws and we haven't always had the best relationship. That's not good. My mother-in-law made it very clear that I wasn't her pick for her son. I've come to grips with the fact that I could have been Beyonce and she would have found something wrong with me. Just sis, I want to say this. It is not your mother's responsibility to pick your her son's soulmate so <laughs> she can kick rocks mother-in-laws don't they don't mean anything like I, i'm just i'm just being honest but because well, I, I wasn't i wasn't the pick for kadeen either G- <laughs> jesus wasn't even the pick for kadeen that's a fact so he i pretty wasn't. much had to show her like what it is yeah mimi pretty much said he, he i could have walked through the door with jesus christ himself and she'd have been like she'd no. have been like no so <laughs> and look she, how well that turned out exactly so don't even trip on the mother-in-law she'll be fine yeah um she has a tendency to just pop up at our house and i know that if when we have a baby there will be times that i may not feel up to company so uh, she's also very opinionated my husband is a gentle giant and has a heart Hard time setting boundaries for a side of the family, and I'm willing to be flexible with that when she visits, but I would really appreciate if she could first, uh, out of respect for me, if she could just chill first out of respect. Oh, call. If she could call first out of respect for me. All this baby talks make me nervous. Uh, My husband and I are really in a great space in our marriage, and and who knows how a baby will shake things up. See, these are all the things that people be concerned about that we just talked about that Mm -hmm. they won't say Mm -hmm. because people asking them for advice, and she doesn't want to say this out Mm -hmm. loud because she fears judgment, which is exactly what we talked about. But I love my husband, and I know he always wanted kids. He is such an amazing husband. I want to give him anything he wants and needs from me, but I'm just afraid of change, change in my physical body, change in my marriage, change in my relationship, change in my family, all of the things will i ever be 100 percent sure about this i'm so glad we talked about this because she literally <laughs> just said all the things that you mm-hmm. felt mm-hmm. oh my gosh am i overthinking any advice you guys can you know you have to help me thanks love you guys yep all the things sis just listen to this podcast <laughs> right. everything she says she feel all of the changes physical body yes. her relationship yes. with her husband intimacy her relationship with her in-laws mm-hmm. all of those fears kadeen has said she had at, and, and at every stage of life and pregnancy and yes. parenthood and it's it sounds cliche but there's never really a right time it's almost like no. it just happens and you adjust 
You pivot. That was the word. Of you like remember what we said in the apartment? What's that? Both of us. We ain't having more than one kid in this apartment. We had three. 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 <laughs> Before we ended up moving three. out of that apartment. And the reason why there was a gap between Jackson and Cairo, two yeah. reasons. One, Kadeen had, you know, a little bit of nervous mm-hmm. nervousness after having another child, after everything we dealt with with the birth from Jackson. But yes. number two, we were trying to wait for the perfect financial and career time to have a second child. Right. And it just seemed like after five years, it was like, bro, bro. Right. Like in five years flew by and we were like, oh, shoot. Like, right. We got to have another yeah, kid. Yeah, we got another kid. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? And then it just ended up happening. I, I say that boundaries are very important yes <laughs> like that's a whole nother on your in-laws topic boundaries are very important and those conversations yes. have to be had and it's like sis are we still gonna harp on the fact that i wasn't the pick for your son at this point it's null and void it never really mattered to begin with <sighs> but your, your your husband's gonna definitely have to have those conversations with his family as well yes knowing that yes after you have a child sometimes you're not up for company me being pregnant now sometimes i'm not up for company to balance yes. like i want people to come by i want friends to come by and I'm that's like, another- i don't feel like entertaining i don't <laughs> feel like entertaining people because what that. happens when people come to your house they always look at the female of the house the woman of the house to say you know how is she going to treat me on my stay they don't look at the guys necessarily for that so yeah i understand how it is when you want boundaries within your own house and all of the changes these are all warranted for someone who i think is looking mm-hmm. to become a first-time parent um and it honestly the conversation needs to begin and end between your husband yes, and you and you yes and then know about subs- subsequent conversations that need to be had with his family for example and vice versa but i will say this this is very important what he said is what a lot of men think because i did think the same way he said he wanted a toddler Remember when we were first having kids and I was just like, man, when this baby two right. and can, and most, can walk say, or when, when they baby two and potty train, that's when I'm going to step in. At, <laughs> up until then, there's nothing I can do for Let the child. a five-year-old. That doesn't work. Right. That, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of dudes need to realize that you want a toddler, there's going to be conception, pregnancy, postpartum, nursing. You have to take part in all of that if you want your marriage to, to be the same it was before the baby come. Mm-hmm. If you remove yourself from all of that, even as much as you are a provider, because I think with Jackson, and I, th- I expressed this on social media at one point, mm-hmm. with Jackson, I was big on just providing because I didn't understand the, the, the spiritual and um, sensitive nature of being around your, your spouse or your, your wife when she's pregnant and the baby's in the stomach. Mm-hmm. My thing was I got to get to the bag. I got to make as much money as possible. So I was working so many hours at the gym. I had multiple jobs trying to focus on making as much money. And I feel like part of the reason why we had issues the first part of our marriage and also after your first pregnancy is because I wasn't aware of how important I am to the process from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought that if I just gave her space and then once the baby was old enough for me to help that I could help, I thought that that's what worked. But it doesn't. I'm just being honest. It does not help. The more you can be involved, so when you have this conversation with him, the more he can be involved in the process, the easier it will be for you to make that decision. Absolutely. That's some good advice. Good job, babe. All right, now. Those are some good Y'all write about pregnancy a lot. Indeed, I thought yes. it would be a lot to talk about pregnancy this season, but people really do have a lot of um Niggas have babies every day, concern. B. That's a fact. That's not going to go out of style. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C at gmail.com. Moment of truth time. So for me, yes. my biggest thing with this whole thing is, of course, loving children, hating pregnancy. Find your find your group of people. Mm-hmm. Find your, your safe space that you can speak to um, candidly, 
without filter Mm -hmm. about your genuine concerns because chances are they're going to feel the same way. Absolutely. They're going to feel the same way. And if they don't, at least you have a trusted person, a trusted friend um, that you can just speak to Mm -hmm. and just really kind of get those feelings out there. Because sometimes when you harbor that, especially when you're pregnant, you don't ever want to harbor those feelings of guilt or those feelings of, you know, being upset or restless while you're pregnant, you know, growing a child. Um, And it sometimes just helps to get it out there because we all have those moments where of course like i said the joy and the excitement can coexist with mm-hmm. fear it can absolutely. coexist with absolutely uncertainty especially if it's uncharted territory for you so you know find your tribe find your village and likely those people will also spill over into being those people who after the baby's here you'll feel comfortable being around and also calling on for advice too so no i agree a thousand percent gentlemen i'll say this Make sure you vocalize. Let's normalize you being able to vocalize your feelings, your wants, and your needs, not only to your partner, but to other people around you so that you know you're not alone. Period. Love that. You'll, you'll learn how to deal with these situations if you speak to other people mm-hmm. of like mind mm-hmm. to learn how to build a positive, mature, strong foundation in your marriage with the mother of your child. Because if you don't vocalize it, if you don't say it, mm-hmm. right, and you just try to internalize it, mm-hmm. you're going to end up finding a vice somewhere else and Lord knows what that vice can be or who that vice can be. Mm-hmm. Or you end up feeling guilty like a bad father because you feel like you don't have the same type of excitement and warmth that you see of other dads. So voice those feelings, those fears, those opinions, know that mm-hmm. you're not alone, but most importantly, voice them to the mother so that y'all can work on them together. Nice. Sorry, yes. y'all. Be sure to find us on social media if you have not already. So on Instagram, we're dead ass the podcast. And you know, you can find me, Kadine I am. And I am Devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, and share these episodes with somebody who you feel like might need a little help, you know? Because I'm not giving you my phone number to call me. Devout, you giving out your phone number? Yeah, I can have my number. Yeah. I ain't gonna answer though. <laughs> dead ass. <laughs> Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing.